0: Sean, what are you hey. to? Good to see
1: you.
0: <laughs> Can I just check how you are with injuries and
1: suspensions ahead of this time, Uh Yeah, suspensions. So, uh, Ganna and Jared, uh, injuries, Youngie, uh, Seamus won't be right for this one. Uh, we're hoping for a quick recovery from them two. Um, Keno has trained today, so as long as there's no reaction, he'd be back in the thinking. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. Me, quite a bit of a, n- a niggle, but I think it'd be okay. Uh, Dom's fine. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think right. Else, we've got a few um, but they, they should oh Deli, Deli's still on the grass with us but just going back through the motions to get back involved. And Andres uh, he's been training with uh, us for a few weeks now he needs 90 minutes. We're hoping he gets that tomorrow.
0: I'm guessing it's a time after three successive wins that everybody wants to play at the moment.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, a bit unlucky with the suspensions and, and, and injuries. But, uh, yeah, I mean, there's a real feel good factor you can imagine amongst the team, um, the work ethic, the demand, but also some of the quality has been on show. And we've got to do that again.
0: Are you, as a former central defender, are you just as impressed and as happy with three clean sheets as well as the wins? Yeah, absolutely.
1: It's not just about me being a defender. I think, you know, the clean sheet idea is a, is a basis to work from. And it was something, you know, I felt was important for this side, I thought it was last season. Uh, this season and, and working with the group and finding a format that can work both in and out of uh, possession. Um, but no, if you if you if you can keep clean sheets, you've obviously increased your chance of doing well.
0: And going back to the old club where you spent nearly a decade, what on earth is that going to be like?
1: I'm not really you know me a long time. People who know me in football, I, I don't really go in for all that sort of stuff. There's a massive respect there, quite obviously, because my time there. Um, and you know, I always had a, a big respect and a big connection with the people and the fans and all that because of my time and because of the team's time and what was achieved there. But you know, to be honest, you, you know, the whistle blows. I want to win, and I win the No, be
0: sentiment, out for Everton,
1: no you know. sentiment at all. No, no, no. That, not for that. Not for when the whistle blows. No, because that's that's work time. That's what that's what I'm in the game for is to win. Um, but no, before and after, I'm I'm hopefully going to bump in some old faces and people. That are, I mean, there's been a lot of change there, but you know, there's people I still know there, so it'd be nice to see them.
0: And in terms of, of that, that Popping my
1: pub obviously I've got a pints for the game with Justine <laughs> obviously because everyone thinks that it's mine it's not
0: well you're, stu- you're still highly, highly regarded in those parts and I would think there's a fair chance maybe f- a unique moment maybe all four sides of the stadium might give you a round of applause or something.
1: well that's up to them um, you know we'll see uh, I don't expect anything of anyone um, but I think I am I earned the right with the uh, Burnley fans and I think I'm beginning to earn the right with the, the Evertonians you know I think it takes time I've always believed that you have to I'm willing to earn it. I'm willing to put the hard yards in myself. I don't just ask it of the team. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll wait and see.
0: And a lot's changed since you were last at Turf Moor. What, what do you make of the way, I mean, they had a fabulous season last year, but but just not clicking at the moment? Well, it's tough.
1: You know, they, they as you rightly said, fantastic season uh, last season. I, I saw Vincent at one of the LMA Deuce, commend him on the work that they've done. Um, going into the season it's difficult you know they spent money but you've got to you've got to how do you you buy the players who are game ready for the Premier League it's not easy Um, then you've got to develop so then you're developing players to be ready for the Premier League some of the some of the old players were there a bit more experienced who who were there from my time Josh and uh, Charlie and Corky and and Jay and people like that Um, but a lot of new players and then you've got to you've got to mould it you've got to form it you've got to produce a team that can win and you've stepped up to the Premier League it's, it's a massive challenge and um, for anyone going up and you know I'm told more so from colleagues around the game who are in the championship that the, the, the gap's got bigger so therefore if it's got bigger it's even harder to make that jump so you know I, I think they're a work in progress and I think the manager speaks clearly about that they changed their style slightly it might have just been for the Brighton game a lot more back to front quicker 4 2 ish you know a lot more of that side of the game maybe that's a change for the future we'll have to wait and see um, but adapting to the Premier League is a challenge for everyone. And
0: lingering still in the background is, is the appeal process uh, ab- ab- about the deduction. A lot of people have, s- will have seen the correlation between the, <laughs> the improvement in the performances and the wins and, 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 the, and the appeal process. Do you sense that link or, or is that just a, a, red,
1: a red herring at this stage? It's not a red herring but I just think that the team was operating well before that. You know, I said early season we didn't get a win in the early games but I thought some of the performances were excellent. Um, we, we transferred that into winning performances, then the news of the 10 points, and then other than the Man United game, which I thought we played very well in that to be honest, we've, we've gone on and won three and, and looked like a, a, a team, you know, a competitive team, um, but the work was already getting done. You know, I was pretty happy with the way the team were going before the 10 points situation. What it has done, I think, is, is enhanced it with our own supporters, enhanced the, the feel of the club. I think everyone was shocked, and I think not just Evertonians, not just us. I think I think the greater good of football were all shocked. We'll have to wait and see what the appeal brings. But to be clear on it, with the, with the players, I said, right, we've got to act as if that's it. You know, it's a done deal. So our, our focus is challenge ourselves now. No excuses. Let's imagine it's done for now, and then anything that comes our way, hopefully, would be a bonus if there is anything come our way. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Thanks, Pete. We'll go to Julia (coughs) Reddy, side.
0: (coughs)
2: Excuse me. Sean, Um, the challenge of Chelsea and Newcastle and the performances that were put in. Obviously, Burnley, we know, as you look at the table, second from bottom. How do you ensure this week that there's there's no complacency, or is the mood around the camp ensuring that in itself?
1: Um, Well, I hope that the idea of complacency. I I I would hope the players, without any uh, influence of mine, over the last couple of seasons. Um, Will know that the you, ca- you can't you know you have to respect everything in the Premier League and I think that's growing here. Um, so certainly the idea of complacency should be off the table. I think it is. I think the players are continually learning. You know the, everything you have to do to win games in the Premier League. They kind to know it. By the way, we, ju- we just really I think um, bring in a, a, a more a, a more defined awareness to them. You know all the details of a game, all the details of the performance, and I think we're delivering that better and better. Um, and then the underbelly of the performance is is the hard yards, the work that the team are willing to put in, and that's been on show. So you mix that with good organisation and quality and you've got a chance in every game. You've certainly got a chance to be competitive in the Premier League and that's what we're looking to be.
2: You talk about hard work. Lewis Dobbin has has played for the under-21s quite a lot. I know he's been working hard in training. You've said that before. He got his goal and I think you could see what it meant to him but also the players around him, the senior players were celebrating with him. How has he been this week and how has has that kind of seen him grow a little bit more in training, in, in his confidence?
1: Yeah, I loved it. I loved it for him. I loved the reaction from the team and the fans alike. You know, when I talk about That kind of bond with the fans, I think, moments like that add on to that bond, you know. Um, And I think it was an authentic moment for the team, the way they all uh, responded to his goal. Good lad, great lad, in fact, and he's learning all the time. Um, Frustrated by, you know, he wants to play, he wants to be part of it. Frustrated by not getting as many minutes as he'd like, which other players are as well. But he's also got that nice, healthy respect for the fact of how the team are going, who's playing, etc. But for him to come on and a fine goal as well, a fine finish, you know, what what a first goal for him.
2: Is it harder for younger players in the squad when you know you find yourself in a situation, and, and it's been through no fault of your own performances this time? You know, battling at the bottom of the table. So, is it harder for, to give younger players that opportunity in games because you maybe want them to use some of the senior players that are used to that pressure? And how do you go about that managing that week to week?
1: Um, a lot of it is taking all the kind of the the, the inference that you sometimes put in, in yourself. Um, and just viewing it as it is, who's training well, who's who's fit, obviously, who's fit, who's training well, who's playing well, who's looking sharp, um, both if they're in the starting 11, if they're not, um, you know, and, and really pushing aside some of the, the the kind of barriers that can get in the way, you know. Um, so we've been open-minded with the young players here, obviously with Jared coming in, Jimmy that c- continually, uh, Jimmy Garner, that is, you know, adding to his performance levels, Pato, um, you know, <coughs> he's slowly but surely uh, improving, and then... Us as well, so you know, there's just a few, but there's a nice feel about what that group are doing um, and how they're maturing into the Everton Football Club and team.
2: Yeah, and in your career, you, you see you've managed in Europe. You know, you've been at the wrong end of the table in those. So you've managed in lots of different scenarios. <laughs> Have you ever managed in anything of an atmosphere like it is right now? Because it does feel that everything has come together. The fans are with the players. You're with the players. It feels like everything's pulled together. Have you ever experienced an atmosphere like this?
1: Um Excuse me. Well, I think we built a a similar thing at Burnley, but not in the same size of the club. You know, the forum. I mean, you know, Goodison, sort of forty thousand there. You know what it's or you certainly know what it's like. Feels like an an intense. You know, it feels like a cauldron. The the fans are right there for you, Um, and I think we've we've reconnected in in a in a very authentic way, and I'm very very pleased with that. You know, I think the fans are playing their part. Of course, The, the the players are playing their part. Um, and I mentioned when I got here, as you know, you know, the, the the marvel of the past, but then bringing a modern future. But one of the marvels was the connection, you know, the belief in the shirt, the belief in the fans, the belief in the club. And I think that's on show, um, adding the quality, adding some of the performance levels of individuals, adding the fact that we're getting the details right more often now, then, you know, that's a really good mixture. Thank Thanks, Julie. We'll go to Andy at the Press Association. Uh, yeah. Well there was a lot of noise when I first got here about lots of things, but one of the many many versions of it was about the uh, the away performances and the the way points. Um, we certainly reflect on that looked how we could change things um, and then more more at home people were asking me recently um, you know about what you know how could we change the own form it was on form you know, the form is good, it's winning, um, and that really comes down to taking your chances. We've created a lot, uh, we have done in these games recently, and we've taken them and we've kept clean sheets, so you know, that's the mixture every football manager and every player should want, um, and we've got to keep worni- uh, working hard to get that to continue.
0: Thanks Andy, we'll go to John to the Premier League.
1: Sean, Burnley have picked up half of their
2: total season's points tally in their last three games, have you noticed a recent improvement in performance,
1: or is this simply the ebbs and flows of the Premier League and what kind of game do you expect to see from them? Yeah, it can be. I think they had the, the big result against um, Sheffield United um, sending off as well, um, but they certainly capitalised on it. Um, going to the next one, don't get a win. Then going to the next one, get a draw. They changed a bit for the Brighton game, so that'll be interesting to see if they stick with that format. i go back to more, a more open format. Um, you know, the, the challenge of the Premier League is a constant. That's the thing. You know, teams can have ups and downs and all the rest of it, but it's a constant thing. And that's why I endlessly talk about consistency consistency of performance, week to week, and within a game. You know, consistency of the minutes within a game um, and finding consisten- uh, consistency, sorry, as individuals. And the only way of doing that, in my belief, is on the training field. You know, if we get that consistency right, it goes naturally into a performance. And I think that's been the biggest thing for me. So the ups and downs of Premier League season can happen to most, not all, um, but to most. And you've got to deal with it and you've got to make sense of it. And you've got to keep searching for what changes and what makes it right. You mentioned the word
2: consistency. One player who seems to
1: have started to find that in particular is Mm -hmm.
2: Abdoulaye Dekouray. He'd scored four Premier League goals in 69 games under different managers. He's since scored 11 goals in 31 under yourself. How are
1: you finding that you're able to get the best out of him? I think we've uh, given him a bit of freedom. We do have some tactical uh, sort of understanding from him, but a lot of it is freedom. I think there's been a belief since I walked in from myself to him, um, and I think he's adapted fantastically well. He's, he's, he's taken it on. You know, it's not always about the, the coach and managers, uh, sorry, the manager and coaches. Sorry, it's not always about that. It's about them. Um, you know he wasn't in the situation that he wanted to be when we got here we thrust him back into the side and he's he's never really looked back um, amongst a a number of others you know I've been very pleased with many mentalities not just his but as you say he has got an eye for goal I always liked him as a player anyway and he's and he's showing that and finally for me um, you talk about Lewis Dobbin a little bit earlier on that means
2: his goal in Everton's sub has come on and scored in the last two games what does that emphasise for you and how difficult is it to maintain motivation from absolutely every single player that's perhaps not even starting it? Yeah, the, the, one of the
1: biggest respects I've had in football as a manager is the people who are not always starting, you know, to respect them and, and how they're training. I commended them on it just literally last week uh, before the game. Um, and then people affected it again, and, and this week will affect it again because of suspensions and, and injuries and that sort of thing. So, you know, I always impress upon the group how important the people who are on the periphery who are not maybe playing at one given time, how important their work is and how important they look after themselves and have a massive respect for the people who are not playing, not just the players who are playing.
0: Thanks, John, too. we'll go to work.
1: Just touching on that, Sean, <coughs> obviously you are enforced
2: with a change at, at centre-half. Michael Keane and Ben Coffrey, the, the two who look like they might come in, how they
1: looked in training. They, yeah, life. fine, they look after themselves, you know, and, and that's if we play with two, don't forget. So, you know, there's options there. Um, they're both very good players. They're both very good professionals. Um, the way they're training, the way they're looking after us, uh, themselves. sorry. Um, so they'll be ready.
2: You just ask about Ben Godfrey, because obviously a couple of years ago, haven't made a substantial investment in him. And he's had a couple of stuttering seasons, maybe, after being on the periphery of the England squad. So... Do you think he's maybe a victim of a couple of managerial changes and positional changes, and how do you get him back to those levels that he did show maybe in his first season? Yeah, maybe, maybe, but
1: he's he's training very well. Um, I think it's fair to say the two centre-halves who have had a good run together with Jared and Target, they've played very, very well, and I think there is an honesty in football from players, and I think there is from Ben and Keno to look and go, well, they are playing very well, which they are. Um, so, therefore, waiting for your chance and then taking it when it comes, you know, but... They're, they're two very good professionals, they're looking after themselves, so they'll be ready. Just another one, you said on, uh, when,
2: after the game when you brought Lewis Dobbin on, that was close between him and Ogden Duma. Dan Juma's only played about twenty minutes in one of the in the past six games. So how's he looking? And obviously with January coming up, um, is there a chance he could maybe go back to Villarreal? Is there a break in the
1: loan, or is that something? Yeah, that we we see that? about all of that sort of stuff. As you know, we're carrying a pretty light squad. Um, yeah, these these are judgment calls. I mentioned afterwards the idea of subs, and people talk about it a lot nowadays. You know, why's and wherefores, when? Why don't you make more? Why do you make less? Or all the rest of it. Um, You're going on the moment in time when you and your staff are looking at a game and going, right, what does this game need? And every footballer has a slight different style, some radically so. Um, And we just felt it was right on this uh, this occasion, sorry to get Lewis on. That doesn't mean the next time it's not Arnie. So, you know, these are judgment calls and they happen very fast. And sometimes you get it right, sometimes you don't.